and welcome to Bonus Stage. My name is Lucas Sheehan. With me, as always, is George Gessie down here. Hi guys, I'm Lucas Sheehan. <laughs> Bloody hell. And Sally Ekvel down here. Ni hao. <laughs> <laughs> so NBA released the price for the next gen NBA 2K. 2K released the price for the next NBA 2K game. Uh, the next gen price seems to be $10 more than this current gen. So we're going to kind of dive into the price possible hike of next gen mm -hmm. and the games that are going to be part of it and kind of what we think about that. That was a weird okay, pause. Right. Yeah, right. that, was a, that was a long That pause. was a weird pause. I feel like there was something else to be Emphasis. said. And then it just didn't come to the head. So I thought, ah, yeah. the mouth has nothing but, to say. But in the, in the pre-chat, uh, before we do the episode, you mentioned that there was there was a conversation to be had around this, like a wider conversation. Is that what you paused for? Yes, and to, then to I forgot that. the word wider conversation. <laughs> oh, right. There you go. So, yeah, there's a wider conversation. Let's get cool. into it. Nice. So, NBA 2K, the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X versions will cost uh, $69.99, where normal games in the US cost $59.99 or $60 and $70. Mm. Uh do you think that this is just the the early game kind of price hike and that it will kind of peter out to the normal back to the normal price once kind of the 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 opening window of games have been and gone or do we feel like next gen this is actually going to be the price of all games are they going to get a little bit of a hike at least in the US I think I think if they, I think it's most likely they will stay hiked, Ooh. but I also don't disagree with it because for a very long time, video games have been essentially the same price, yeah. regardless of how much they cost to make. They've more or less been about, okay, I'm going to say UK money, 40 to 50 quid mm. per mm. game, unless it's a much smaller game. And I yeah. feel like games are getting a lot more expensive. And if it's going to be a game that's a Last of Us 2 type game mm. where they don't have microtransactions, it kind of justifies the hike. Obviously, 2K is just a cash cow machine, so I don't know exactly. But yeah. since one of 2K really cared about their morals, putting a slot machine in 2K20... Um, <laughs> So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm with you on that. Like, I think, I think games have been, like you said, the same price for a while. And while everything's kind of been inflating, movie price tickets to go to the cinema have gone from like, I mean, at least in London where I live, they've gone from like a ten to fifteen quid over the past five six years. Like they're mm. now <clears throat> like significantly yeah. more expensive for the same experience. Games haven't really done that. Um, which I, I think it's probably about time. Uh, it's probably not the nicest, or probably not the easiest thing to be like. Hey, look, new consoles yeah. gonna come out, and they're gonna cost probably more than you're expecting, and the games will be more than yeah. you're expecting. Good luck, everyone. Enjoy spending some money. I, I I imagine that's not the easiest message to market. Um, but two K are doing something to try and I guess mitigate this or help this. But I mean, that's this is very much a double edged sword, and I'll explain why. So every year they do their kind of special edition and it's always ninety nine ninety nine, so a hundred quid. Nice. So nice. but you get like a bunch of probably in game cosmetics, uh, microtransactionary stuff. This year 
if you get that, you get the standard edition of the next gen game included with that. So it's kind of like you get both versions, but I think the at least from my point of view, the the oddity is that you don't get the you don't get the special edition of the next gen one if you buy the special edition of this gen. You just you get the opposite. But um, I mean, it I'm feels sorry. weird to me. It yeah. does feel weird, right? But I'm it's like the... if you're oh sorry, sorry. You... No, 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 go, 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 go. Was, you go. Like if you're paying like a hundred dollars for a game, yeah, for the the next gen version, then it you should get the hundred dollar worth version on the standard one because it's the same game and you've spent the same amount of money, right? Yeah, and especially in this in these early days as well, where you've got um, you know, obviously they want to make an impression with the PS5 and the 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 other one, the Xbox Series X. Mm. <clears throat> oh, I completely forgot what it was then. That was really bad. It's all right. Um, Let's zoom into this. So I can I can understand the justification of like that kind of price. But with NBA, I mean, I'll come clean. I've never played an NBA 2K or any kind of like NFL or anything like yeah. that kind of yeah. game. Do they have like loot box transactional yes. things as well? And um, you can buy in-game currency and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So it would be so. like... It's more similar. It's kind of like FIFA, where you buy packs and stuff, and then you'll get players for your my team, mm. and then you build your my team and you play. Although looking at this, mm. I think it's weird because if you pay a hundred dollars for this gen, yeah. you get the standard of next gen. Yeah, but it's also if you pay a hundred dollars for the next gen game, you'll get the standard the of this now game. gen game. But you get the what? standard edition of the now gen. See game. the oh, see the one the one that doesn't make sense is if you buy next gen's Mamba forever. Yeah. Because all the points you get from the Mamba edition will carry over. Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking looking at this. So I, essentially, what you get for this Mamba edition, for those who haven't kind of read up, I've got it on screen, so you can kind of read through, is a bunch of kind of virtual currency points, my team points and promo packs alongside some, I imagine, uh, what do you call it? Uh, cosmetic things. Yeah, for um, your my player. Yeah, there's so, a, was it yeah. Zion, Zion Williamson? I imagine that's yeah. an NBA player. Yeah, not, he's not like a follower of the NBA. Top, he's a top rookie at the moment. Okay, so there's like a digital collection of his stuff. Uh, my team free agent card, New Orleans Pelicans player, my jersey. It's like you get some of his cosmetic stuff with that. Um, which I guess yeah, it makes sense. It's the cosmetic things. So really and truly, you're getting the same sort of, you're getting the exact same core game, but you're not getting all the extra bits. And I do wonder whether they these points are cross compatible. They are. It... it says here my team points, uh, tokens, cards, and progress carry across console generation. Okay. Earned and purchased VC is shared between console generations. So, so it's yeah. So I I then have another question of this, which leads into the wider discussion of what's the point of buying this. If most games, if not all games, are gonna be playable on the next gen consoles via back compat anyway, what's the point of buying the special edition and getting the next gen version if it is the exact same game that you're gonna be able to put in or play digitally on your next generation console? What's the selling point? Like, does anyone see the selling point in this? I, 
I think the point is going to be if you buy the Mamba forever. If you mm. buy, see, I, what's confusing me is if you buy the current gen Mamba Forever Edition, yeah. you're going to get all the additional points. So all those points you'll get now. So if you're someone who wants to get straight into my team in September, as opposed to waiting till I don't know, October, November, yeah. you're going to have those points to spend right away. So, and then that's all going to carry over into your next gen version, into your standard edition. <clears> so <throat> your standard edition basically becomes the Mamba Forever edition. Yeah. But if you do it the other way around, you don't it get those make, points till next gen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think it it's kind of like either spend $100 now or wait and spend $100. Yeah. It's kind I I don't. It's dumb. Yeah. It's very I, dumb. I, I, hate, I hate it. Just, so, you know. Just have one version of the Mamba Forever Edition and just say, yeah, whatever it carries across. It doesn't matter. Also, so, one thing right. I, I kind of... I want to throw this at, at George is we've seen lots of things, especially Xbox with their smart delivery program where they said, like, cool, you've got the game. If you get it next-gen, you just get the next-gen one. And PlayStation came out... I think they sent a message to, like, every publisher and developer last month saying any games that come out after, I think it was July or something, have to be forward and backwards compatible yeah. cross-generation. Okay. Do we think that there's going to be a big enough upgrade on something like 2K21 to even bother buying the next-gen version, or why not just get it now? And if if there is going to be only a marginal increase, do you think it's worth charging people for this? I... I'm not gonna lie. I'm very confused. <laughs> I'm very confused about this whole situation. Well, we're we're not alone because the Verge's little caption underneath this whole thing is this isn't confusing at all. It's like yeah, it's yeah. Like, very bloody confusing. This is ridiculous. I think bottom line, if if you're gonna spend a hundred quid on the next gen version, you mm. should get the you should get the the special edition version or whatever for the standard because that's what you've paid. And if the service is Yes, it's going to be. You can't. It is compatible on both consoles. It is backwards compatible, mm. and you should only pay once, right? Yeah, I, like, I, from my it point of sense view, to, you'd be paying two hundred quid to get both editions on both consoles, when really you should only spend one hundred to get both editions on both consoles because they're offering that backwards compatible yeah, service. Right? I, I think. I think the way that I see it is rather than having to say like, "Oh, you've got the special edition on one console, special edition on another console, and standards." It should just be you have the game standard edition, game special edition, and it is cross compatible. That should yeah. just be how because so, that that was that's been kind of the push from both of the the major consoles at this point. It's kind of like you can just right now you can play it on the next yeah. one, fine. So this whole rollout seems very strange on two K's front and a weird uh, decision. At two K, listen, <laughs> if I buy the standard now. <laughs> Charge me ten dollars more for it now, and I get the standard next time for ten more dollars. Yeah. If I buy the Mamba Forever Edition now, it's the same price, so I pay a hundred quid now. I get it on the new one. Be done. Yeah. And then guess what? If someone buys a standard edition, they're probably gonna spend money to get the other stuff for their standard edition next time. So you'd probably make even more money. Yeah. And like, like the the mad part is this is hap this isn't like a new thing like special editions have been around for ages and it's yeah. like it's been yeah. one of the tactics that publishers have been able to 
getting more money while still keeping the base price down is one of the, I think it's been kind of spoken about that like you see someone like the Assassin's Creed guys that they do the deluxe edition and all you get is kind of A, you got a, a couple of skins for your sword and your horse and yeah. a couple of bits of armor. <clears throat> but it yeah. seems like it's that's not really worth twenty quid more, but it's for the fans that really, really like this game, they can give you more money and it mitigates the normal people that are buying the normal edition, which is me. Sally. Sally. When I buy the wrestling 2K games, I always just buy the special edition because yeah. it's just like I get all of the players that are the wrestlers that are gonna come out and mm. also I get the VC and I don't need to waste time unlocking cosmetics. Yeah. I just get them. You get them. Uh, but and, okay. and that kind of stuff makes sense. And but what the what's been apparent in this generation is if you get this uh, the normal edition and then you play the game, you're like, oh, I really like this. I really wish I should have got the special edition. There's normally just an upgrade thing that you yeah. can buy via DLC, and you just buy that, and it unlocks the special edition stuff, mm. and then boom, you have the special edition. Yeah. I d there's no reason to make it this complex. There's, like, there's no reason to ever release a chart that people will have yeah, to try exactly. and decipher. Like, if you're doing that, you're doing it wrong. Like, I remember when Anthem released their chart of, like, this is the rollout and when you can play it. And there was, like, four columns of, like, you can play on this day if you do this, but if you buy this version, it's this. And if you use this service, it's this. And you're like, Honestly, Jesus Christ, release the game and be done with exhausting, it. It's exhausting, man. It's yeah. so stupid. And it's like... It's just uh, money-hungry practices. It's, yeah. It, it is those money-hungry. It really winds me up. <laughs> yeah. And I, it, it does put me off... I mean, I, I don't play sports games, so... Putting me off playing a sports game is I'm still not gonna play it, so it's not really an issue. But I wonder as a fan if they're like, This is all a bit much. I'ma wait till next gen yeah. and just see what the hell's going on. Because by then, like sorry, I feel like I'm rambling, but no, 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 no. one thing out is they've not even said, at least to my knowledge, what the next gen improvements will be. Like yeah. we can expect maybe better frame rates or better resolution, hopefully some better textures. Probably that's about it, because it is a cross generational game yeah. that has only had essentially nine months worth of development time it's not going to be like use the same engine most likely same engine probably same motion capture data same models <laughs> it would just be probably high polygon models so, so what's what i don't see the value in charging more or even buying the next gen one like if i was a fan of this i'd be like you know what i'm just gonna buy the standard edition of this gen's yeah. one i'll pop that disc into my next gen console or if I buy it digitally just download it next gen yeah exactly Fuck em, i'll I'll buy the special uh, edition next year. And the thing is, people who... In, okay, this is a generalization. Mm. But a lot of people who play sports games are what people would call a casual gamer with air quotes. It's, Whoa, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not going to be someone who sits like us who are going to sit here and try and decipher what the publisher is trying to do. It's just someone who's like, yeah, I want to play a basketball game with my mates. And then it's like, what? What is this? Why are there? Why is there a chart? I why just want to play basketball, <laughs> virtually. <laughs> why, yeah. Why is there a chart? Why is there yeah. a chart? It's like I, I find that even on the most complex kind of deep dive games, if there's ever a chart of like different versions and this is what you get, yeah. I'm just like, I just want to play this game. Let me decide if I want all this extra yeah. shit after I've like sunk my teeth into it. Mm -hmm. um, so, I okay. There's something I want to say. Go Please on, hit me. Um, it's about pricing in next gen. Yes. And if if the prices are higher, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm a bit like, no, don't do that because I like not spending a lot of money on yeah. like sure. games and stuff. But at the same time, 
I think I'd be okay with it if say 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 Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two is seventy quid, yeah, or eighty quid or something, yeah. If if you can justify to me, if you can show me that everybody who worked on it got a fair wage, everybody who worked on it wasn't overstretched or overwrought or anything like that, then I I would be I would be happy to. That yeah. doesn't sound very capitalist of you. <laughs> <laughs> I I like because I, I saw like um it, somebody tweeted something about The Last of Us Part Two. And it was like, oh, what, what, what do, you, what do you want to see from Naughty Dog in the future? And it was uh, paying their employees and all this sort of stuff fairly, and not crunching them and all this sort of stuff. I was like, mm. oh, that's a burn. But yeah, that that should be a thing. Like, uh, yeah, I, that is a thing in most media industries, and like we hear about it in video games because <clears throat> us now. included, people Crunch. that are in, oh yeah, sort of, but people that are very interested in video games tend to be very interested in video games to yes. the point where like we yes. read about lots of that kind of stuff but I, my parents love film but they don't really care if the vfx artists were overworked to get yeah. the final shot avengers out because to them they're not reading about that they're saying who's yeah. in avengers i think that's like people that True. are into video games are into video games so we l- learn more about this but it's the same sort of thing in most industries if you look at the uh the film industries vfx studios are having to work for less money longer hours because it's so much competition out there and it's the same yeah. sort of thing with game development studios is we got to get the the biggest thing out on the smallest time possible and under budget so you everyone's working crunch it's kind of like i think something like this if the price increase does allow places to be like no look play, things have bigger budgets or the budgets that they need and we have the same amount of time scale but we can hire more people so people aren't having yeah. to do crunch yes i'm okay with this like fine yes. I, I really and truly at the end of the day, it's I don't really buy a lot of games full price unless I'm very into them. Yes. There will be yeah. game sales still. Get you will still be able to get them on Steam sales, on PlayStation sales and Xbox store sales. Mm. But the people that want to go out there and get like the game day one, and there'll be games that I get day one for sure. If you pay a little bit extra, you have to pay a little bit extra. It's not a cheap hobby gaming in yes. the slightest. I, I think then, um ultimately if you're buying a game, let's say this game is mainly uh, story-based and has a couple of multiplayer elements and stuff, mm. should be standard 70, 60 quid, whatever. Yeah. Mm. If your game is multiplayer-focused only and has loot box practices or any kind of cosmetic stuff, yeah. the game itself should be cheaper. Yeah. I, it if, should be. Yeah, if you're, if you're hoping to... Because you're not making your money from the game, then you're making no. your money from everything else about it. Yeah. So sell the game for cheap, and then I don't have to buy all that other stuff. But Mr. Activision yeah. Blizzard needs that cash money now. Well, I'm aware of that. No, but and this I'm in, is. I'm in that's... talks with them anyway. <laughs> See, that's the mad side of things. It's kind of like Activision Blizzard have been doing that for ages, where like there's tons of microtransaction in Call of Duty, but Call of Duty is still a full price game. Like Black Ops Four which didn't have a single player and was just zombies, a battle royale and multiplayer full price and then tons of loot boxes and in-game purchases. And it's just, for me, that sounds like quite filthy practice. Mm. But then this generation, or this year, last year, they released Warzone, which is completely free to play. (laughs) And the only real cost is a ridiculous amount of hard drive space because, dear God, use some compression. But 
it's like you can play that game for free. I I mean, I played a bit with some friends when it came out. We really enjoyed it. Didn't drop a single penny on it because didn't feel the need to. Yeah. It, and it became one of the biggest battle royales out there, like not Fortnite size, but it, it shot yeah. right up the ranks and it's still going super strong and people are, but they're making hand over fist money from that. And the barrier yeah. of entry on something that is multiplayer only that you're going to ask people or very heavily insist that people buy season passes and loot boxes, that game should be very, very cheap or free because yes. you're asking people to pay monthly for this game via season passes or by season or yeah. skins. I do it with Destiny. I, I love Destiny. I brought this season's season pass. It was a tenner. I'm happy I did because I'm getting some cool loot from it. It gives me a, a thing and it's me supporting Bungie, yeah. which is now technically an independent mm. developer. I'm more than yeah. happy doing that. If it was the sort of thing that I had to right now buy Destiny for 60 quid and then do that, I'd be pissed off. Yeah. I mean, I did the same with um, Dragon Ball Fighters. Like I bought the mm. season pass. After buying all the other characters separately, because I'm an idiot. Oh, I'm George! Like, oh, forgot that there was something called a season pass, which negates that. But, you know, I like them as a developer. I think they, they make good games. Yeah. So, so I think, I mean, I guess we can talk closing statements on what our thoughts on this, but I think for me it's just... Closing statements. Closing statements, Your Honor. And then <laughs> we'll send this to 2K and then see what their response is. Um, yeah, I, I, Sully, do you want to... Wanna... Just start closing us out. Just, just make it simple. Yeah. Just like if you're gonna increase the price, just increase the price, and then just be like, you buy one, you get the same one next time. Mm. Done. Yeah. Just I, be honest I, about it. Yeah, I think transparency goes a very yeah. long way. Like, for example, um, Arc System Works. I literally just talked about them with Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. They're making a game called Guilty Gear Strive, which is nice. the next Guilty Gear game. And they released a beta for it, and they also have these things called the developer's backyard. <clears throat> so after they got all the information from the beta, they then took that. Um, <clears throat> also, fans and stuff asked them questions directly, or like, oh, you know, this, 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 whatever. And they have come back now, I think twice, with this thing called the developer's backyard, where they literally answer the questions and justify why they did things. And if they can't justify it, they're like, Okay, no, we'll work on that then, because yeah. at the end of the day, this is for you guys. Mm. So I feel like if you can apply that to the the cost of games, be like, we're gonna charge it at seventy quid or eighty quid because all these people had to crunch, or because this, 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 and this, and this. Then I feel like, oh, oh, then that's justified. Then yeah, I'll spend eighty quid on that. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, transparency goes so far, and people don't realize that. Like even when. Like, games were being delayed and stuff. Like, when The Last of Us got delayed and when Cyberpunk got delayed, I was like, no, they're just, you know, they're polishing and they're working yeah. on it. I, I'm still going to get it, probably. Yeah. I don't care if I have to wait a little bit longer, as long as it's good. Hmm. And uh, saying that, Last of Us sold, like, 4 million copies or something. It's, like, the highest-selling exclusive on yeah, it's just, Sony's whatever. Yeah, like, and, hey, like, its first week, it just kind of smashed all of, like, the previous stuff. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. If you're interested yeah. in the last of us, us podcast is up on the channel, also clipped out. So get it watched. Get it, get it watched. Get it watched. What's your closing yeah. statement? Oh, uh, yeah. For me, it's very much a thing of transparency. I think studios like CD Projekt Red, which I think is how you meant to say it, I don't know, but CD Projekt Red, um, 
they always speak about that kind of stuff where they feel like mini transactions and microtransactions are things that people should be charged for and it's expansions that they should be charged for. And they're very open about kind of funding and finance when it comes to the, their developer side of things. I think it's it's really cool that they're just open and they're pretty much a gamer first. Moves like this that you see in there. Uh, yeah. Feels very much like um, it's 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 not player first. It is money it is first. money first. Um, not never been a fan of that. I don't think anyone really out there is. I think if it's a game that you love and you're happy spending money on it, spend the money on it. But at the end of the day, price hiking everything might be a bit much. I I think, and we don't really know this just yet, but I imagine Spider Man Miles Morales probably won't be a full price game if it's done in the vein of uh was it infamous lost legacy if like lost legacy or uh, first light it will yeah. probably be i mean if if games next gen are 70 quid as like a thing it'll probably be 50 quid which yeah i mean i don't think that's really a problem i think i think having some sort of scale in the industry is a good kind of step forward and i think it's just up to gamers to not see a reduced price game and think of reduced quality it's just sometimes it's the exact same quality it's just reduced scope and that's why it's cheaper because it didn't need to be that expensive yeah or even if like, there's a game that comes out like something like uh, cyberpunk 2077 which is this seemingly huge ridiculously massive game if they turn around it's kind of like we've got to charge more for it this is 80 quid and say why they're charging more for it yeah i think some i, I think i would be okay with that if there was a reason for it and if their reason was our developers need to be paid we've got a massive team that worked in this game for seven years and that's why cool cool yeah. you cool. pull nintendo and never reduce the price of your games because they yeah. always hold value that's that is such a flex as well i know it's such a ridiculous thing <laughs> could you imagine being nintendo with that kind of power i know <laughs> Oh, you want Super Mario Bros. on the DS from 2008? Okay, it's 50 quid. That's so <laughs> mad. Okay, but Nintendo, Nintendo, why? You want <laughs> my digital version of a game that you've had 20 times? It's still a tenner. Really, man? You want to buy, Pokemon, you wanna buy Pokemon Red on the Nintendo Switch 22, 20 years after it came out? Yeah, okay. Give me 20 quid. Oh, thanks, mate. I love this Charizard that doesn't look like Charizard. God, it's so, so annoying. So <laughs> annoying. I don't like it at all. Stop with it, Nintendo. I love it. <laughs> anyway, right. that's been... We've been the bonus stage gaming show, chatting about price of next gen. Hopefully, hopefully it's all good, and this is the worst of it, because if everyone starts releasing bloody charts about how to buy their games, and <laughs> this is not going to be a fun generation. But no. I hold out hope that I think the the core f like first party stuff from both sides will yeah do away with a lot of this and be like no we're here for the games here's some cool games enjoy games um it's hoping uh I've been Luke Sheehan George where can people find you if they want to find uh, you I've been Luke Sheehan you can find me at uh, at goose underscore jam on Instagram and <laughs> at paper thin George on Twitter. I should have said your handles. That you should have said my handles. That would have been funny. I don't know what they are, though. <laughs> <laughs> you can... Uh, Sully, what about you? Where can people I'm find George you? I'm George Gessie. You can find me at Sully underscore Rick Bell uh, <laughs> on uh, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. 
<laughs> and I started it where we found me at Lucas Sheen. <laughs> it's uh, very confusing. I know, right? It's almost like if it, it's almost like we need, <laughs> we a, need chart. a chart. We need a chart. If you look in the description below, there will be a chart with all of our things on it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Uh, bloody oh. is a list though. So have a look down there. Follow us if you want to follow us. Send us a message, comment, all that stuff because we're like hearing okay. from you guys. Okay. Bye. Uh, bye bye. Oh, sorry, I just, I just destroyed some eardrums. Sorry. Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.